0: I was actually reading one of the message boards, um, the other day and one, your name came up, but I guess in addition to that, uh, kind of a common question that, um, is asked came up, which is essentially, um, it is, well, I guess it's more of a sentiment. Like, I don't, I don't know if I should get bespoke shoes. Uh, I mean, I feel like I want them, but. I'm not sure if, I mean, maybe this has happened to you a lot. You maybe get customers who, you know, are interested, but are unsure if they should, you know, take the plunge. And um, with all the customers and clients that you've had, you probably had some that felt the experience was great and, wow, I should have done this sooner. And maybe you've had some like, oh, I don't think I should have gotten Bishop Oak. I mean, maybe, maybe that's not the case, but I assume you, you get. Um, mostly happy customers, but maybe some who felt like, Oh, I, I shouldn't have done it. That was just kind of a you know, a, uh, like that was just something I didn't need and and didn't want, and um, yada yada yada. So, I, I don't know if you have mm-hmm. um, any thoughts on um, you know, whether you you I don't know think you should get it, um, and you should, or, or maybe. I don't know, it, I, but you get the idea of, of what I'm saying. That, like, how, how can someone maybe know if they should try it, or maybe they, they should wait a little bit, or, or whatnot? Do you, do you have any advice on, on that?
1: Well, I, I guess the only thing I could say, uh, I mean, bespoke shoes are certainly um, something that can be both a need and a want, and um, I guess they can tend to be somewhat mutually exclusive, but the general sense is that I think when my customers finally get to me, they've they've made a decision or they've made a decision and already in the past and they've had it done before. Maybe they just you know don't want to travel to Europe to get it done and whatever their you know reasoning may be. Um, some, but most of the time, people know what they want when it comes to bespoke shoes, and as I said that there are some people that just say, Well, you know what i 'm a perfect size nine and a half, no matter what shoe brand I buy, you know, whether it 's made in england or italian made you you u s made brand whatever um and everything fits me fine uh, i don't know that there's necessarily uh a, a compelling reason to have to go out and get something, as I said, unless you just decide that you want to reach for that holy grail of, of footwear. So uh, I can't really say As I've had people that have been truly on the fence about wanting to, but maybe don't want to, and I'm not sure. I don't know if it's da-da-da. They they really have their you know eye on that golden ring so to speak a brass ring whatever uh, and, um, yeah they they know what they want coming in so that's the experience I've had I can't speak for obviously other people but that's my experience
0: okay I, I mean that makes sense I, I mean you you are in Doylestown which I, I guess if anyone makes the trek out there to your store and, and shows up I mean they they probably are interested. Uh, I, I you know it, maybe it's one thing if you're in like the middle of Manhattan and you just get walk in you know folks off the street who just kind of are curious and, and ask. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, being being where you are, I, it makes sense. Most people who show up probably are kind of leaning towards. Getting, yeah. yeah, yeah, they're they're they're
1: they're they're ready to to take the leap. They've they've made a commitment to it and said you know what. You know, I've had this shoe, I've had that shoe, and you know, maybe their income level has has put them in a you know good place over the years or whatever. And um, you know, they're just you know, they're ready for the the top shelf stuff, as they
0: say. So, mm-hmm. and, and um, as you mentioned, is the most common reason um, pretty much uh, an off the shelf shoe can't fit their feet, or, or is it?
1: I would say show. that's that's a that's a part of the reason I think that there are just as i said there's you get to a certain level in your career and where you are inside your head, and you just start wanting something that's just a and little it better it's ceiling.
0: just
1: <laughs> top of the crop it's uh you know whether it be custom shirts. Yeah, you know, been buying Brooks Brothers shirts all these years. You know, they fit me pretty well, and they they've done me well over the years. But you know, I got a promotion, and I'm starting to understand and do a little more research about uh, custom as opposed to ready to wear. And uh, you know, you get you get a a lot of that kind of sense and sensibility about how they want to dress and how they want to appear, and um, so, I, I, I think that's that's kind of what I've run into over the years.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I guess, uh, along the lines uh, of that, I mean, when you mention um, kind of top shelf and, and something better, um, I mean, h- how often is it that their shoe design is uh, that they're requesting is um, unusual? I, I guess I'm just trying to throughout the most common ideas that i can think of but you know i'm kind of curious what your experience says like uh, on that or is it more like normal well i would say it's nicer
1: yeah yeah. Uh, i would say generally speaking that the 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 style requests are not really like off the off the wall sort of thing like that they're they're, there's yeah. Probably pretty traditional people for the most part that I've experienced over the last forty years. Yeah, you might get an entertainer here or there that has to have something uh, you know a little more flashy for some reason or another. But um, and that's that's kind of the you know oddball out sort of scenario. And uh, classic classic colors, um, you know. Wardrobe choices, again, going back to that a little more of, a, of just a, a normal routine kind of a, a sense of dressing, but just dressing to the nine, so to speak, you know, the best of the best. It's, it's you know, as I said, you know, oh, I've done the suits, I've done the shirts, I've even had some ties to, uh, handmade for me and pocket squares, and et cetera, so... Some, a lot of times it seems to be that footwear is uh, the last bastion of the, of the self-made man. So uh, that that's, uh, although it's probably the most important part of it, because if your shoes don't fit really well, then that's another story in itself. But uh, clothing is a little more forgiving, fabric, shoes not so not so much so uh it's uh it, it should in my opinion probably be the first thing you get when you want to start uh dancing down that path to custom made
0: yeah no i i agree i think it's you know maybe some of it is just um you know the the lack of education which i think we touched on before about feet and you know potential damage that can happen down the line and i mean at least for me i i still um I've seen my grandmother's feet and she's 95. So she she came, you know, she grew up in a in a time where people probably thought about feet very differently. And, and she uh, had, had grown up in, in China. So, you know, she, it was very particular that she wears certain sorts of shoes. And so now when I look at her feet, they're like completely, it's like an L shape, um, like a upside down L. It, it's very, there's like almost a right ankle going. It, it's very, it's, very weird and and strange but you know that was that was the i guess um she was trying to follow the the sort of shoes i guess that were in style um all those decades ago so i mean at, at least for me i know i think um yeah getting that kind of um exposure for for shoes maybe i don't know hopefully these conversations will, will try to expose folks um to to shoes and get them to think about them a, a little more but yeah certainly i think that um makes makes a difference and at least if you you know for folks maybe you can take a chance and look at your grandparents feet i mean at least for me that that shocked me like wow that's the effect shoes can have
1: you, you know? know there are there are certain aspects of our of our physicality that we get so um you know you know barely one chromosome removed from our parents when it comes to certain things noses ears sometimes lips feet certainly are, are are a big thing as well so um but you know let's face it uh you know shoes are custom shoes handmade shoes bespoke shoes whatever you want to call them they're not going to cure everyone's ills um by a long shot but the I said, if it's, uh, you know, something that you aspire to and you can pull the trigger on it, I think that's a a nice way to to treat yourself because you spend so much time on your feet in the course of a 24-hour cycle. Uh, And um, when you're, as I say, when your dogs are barking, (laughs) you really want to, you know, head for the closest place where you can just kind of rest those those toes and all of that other structure uh, in our our feet. And uh, there's nothing worse than uh, having aching feet, as uh, I think you may know a little bit um, and many other people. So yeah, good shoes, good foot health is, is I would say, you know, one of the the primary things that, not should not necessarily motivate you, but it certainly is nice to have something that is very user friendly uh, on your body, considering how much time we spend uh, on our feet wearing shoes and going here and going there. So uh, yep. it's it certainly is a nice thing.
0: Yes, no, certainly, and I think um you know I've been fortunate enough to have um, a pair of shoes from you, so um, it's it's been a while, but I do remember you know when I first started working and had to you know get these shoes um or, or like dress shoes which i wasn't normally wearing boy it was just it was i i just didn't want to think about having to put them on in the morning and, and go all day it was just like it would, it would be very painful it'd be really annoying um just hurt my feet in all these places which remind me like this is why i don't wear shoes like this because they're really painful mm-hmm. and they're really annoying and not to mention i don't really like the way they look so it was just uh, it was just frustrating to, to have to deal with that. And so, you know, I mean, maybe there's other answers, but the one I thought it was, well, maybe um, I'll save up some money and invest in a pair of shoes. Um, and again, I probably should have checked with my uh, a podiatrist first to, to really get a better understanding of my feet. But, you know, mm-hmm. what you did on that first pair of shoes was, it was like, wow, I can't believe shoes can... Like don't have to be super painful. They can they can feel they can feel good, and look nice. And I, I and I don't have to think about them in the way because they they're painful and it's just it's just a terrible feeling. I don't have to think about them because they're they're doing everything that they need to do. And um, life is great down there. It's uh, it, it was just um, a great feeling. It was just something I didn't have to deal with or think about anymore. It was just like wow, oh, that problem solved. It's like. It's kind of like, yes. and, and, and I was just very happy that, um, uh, that was the case. And, uh, you know, just a lot of like stress and, and all that was relieved. Now, like, I mean, there's so many other things I have to deal with when I go to work, but putting on shoes that are painful and uh, having to stand worry about staying around all day or like worry about, Oh, am I going to have to like walk around all day and yada, 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 which I think women probably think about a lot, like when they try to decide. On oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it was mm-hmm. just another load off my mind and i'm so much happier like i i mean i did get them when i was fairly young but i i don't think i'd be disappointed to have gotten them sooner if i had the money and and all that so um yeah i, I, I mean i guess that that's my i guess uh experience in, in spiel I'm sorry to, yeah
1: but yeah. well I'll, I'll i'll just as a sidebar i'll give you a, a little story that uh can rachel you about it relate to you about a customer that I had in New York city years ago. Um, The gentleman who i had been making shoes for, for a while, he referred a friend of his to me. And by the time this gentleman got to me, he, he had been retired and he, uh, run, I believe the pretty big wig at the Macy's, uh, stores for years and years, um, in the corporate offices and whatnot but he said when he first got out of college and got his first job and he was running like a bat out of hell trying to build his resume and this and that and everything else that he said he said I didn't have a lot of money he said i you know, go out and i buy shoes and you know, didn't necessarily fit me real well but you know, i trudged on because you know i wanted to you make a good impression on my bosses and blah blah blah. Anyways, by the time I got to him his feet were a friggin' mess. I mean a holy hotbed mess. And it was difficult to make him a pair of shoes that looked nice, that didn't um you know, that didn't look too orthopedic because, I mean, he had some hammer toes and all kinds of issues that were just not a pretty picture. And um, But those are the things that I would say today, you know, people can avoid because there's, you know, back obviously when he was going through the ranks and, and trying to build his, his career, maybe the choices weren't quite as vast as we have today so i would say we almost have like soup to nuts but it it just it pays dividends for people to just do right by their body um same way with food issues actually but we won't talk about that <laughs> um but it, consequently is yeah if you don't if you don't treat your feet well uh from you know a fairly early time uh you're really gonna yeah. Have some hell to deal with later on in life. So it's, and I said some of these things can are inherited, bunions and whatnot, hammer toes sometimes a little bit, and things of that nature. But generally speaking, uh, our feet, uh, as I said, have to carry us through many days of doing this, that, and everything in between. So uh, the earlier on that you have some awareness of all of those things, uh, the better off you are. And getting uh, getting your feet well shot is uh tantamount to uh good good foot
0: health. Mm-hmm. Yeah yeah no I, I think hopefully we scared some folks to to come take a visit to your shop. Uh, <laughs> um we, but uh you you know I guess the other thing that we sort of briefly touched on is um yes bespoke shoes are are a bit costly. Um however I don't think we really touched on but you do I mean, do you have like that alternative option? I can't remember the name, but you had you know custom and and something else, I think, or right? Or... It's it's
1: yeah, it it it's somewhere in between a full bespoke and um, I guess a kind of like a MTO made to, made to order shoe. That if you're if you're not a uh, if you don't want to go to that extreme of of costing out a, a, a pure bespoke. Uh, set of shoes that you can get something that's uh, a, a little kinder to the to your bottom line, uh, you know, provided you're more of a I would say cookie cutter size. So that that is something that we do offer.
0: Okay, and and that would like the, the difference would be that the the last would be um, more. The last I would just
1: take one. as yeah, I would yeah. take out out of a, a stock last that I might have. Uh, in the workshop, and maybe make an adjustment here or there if it's not too uh, severe, and uh, be able to build it out that in that way, and um, save you having to have your own last made. Got it. Okay. The leathers and everything. Uh, the the actual shoe itself is is, is identical to uh, to a bespoke shoe, but as I said, you just some of the upfront costs are eliminated by being able to have a sort of a standard size and width.
0: Oh, okay, got it. Although I guess, unfortunately, for folks that really need, um, like, uh, um, they have very unusual feet, they, they probably would do much better with the like full bespoke option. Than with the...
1: Yes, There, yeah. there's no, sometimes there's just no way around it. You, you yeah. got to either do it or you don't. So there's unfortunately not much in the way of middle ground in that regard, other than you know wearing trainers and um, sort of thing like that. So
0: okay, well at least there's an option for for some folks who um, you know would like maybe the experience, but you know don't necessarily have a crazy crazy foot that you know they they, they need exactly. everything built from the the whole across, exactly you know. exactly
1: absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: okay. Well, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad we touched on because, you know, for some reason, that's uh, a very common kind of question. You, I, I mean, at least for me, when I yeah, I, I would we, say we, that, the internet, that
1: so. yeah, I would yeah, I would say that you know, when I get do get calls about custom shoes that people people sometimes are a little staggered by the uh, the price of a, a full bespoke shoe. Um, you know, maybe there's just not that much information out there where they can uh, be able to get some informed uh notions about where they need to go with it so uh it, it does help to have something something else in your tool bag so to speak that mm-hmm. uh, you can work work with mm-hmm. yeah
0: um well let's see i mean we uh i think on the previous uh, episode we were again talking maybe about like uh, the, a bit about the future of the industry or, or fashion i mean do you want to continue on that on That. Um, trend. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm,
1: I'm, uh, which question is it that oh, you're alluding no,
0: no, um, to? I think uh, on the previous episode, we were talking a bit about, um, I guess, the future of the industry with, you know, what changes have you seen in technology oh, and culture? Uh, uh, yes. you want, I have a couple more questions regarding that if you want to go there or I don't know if you had Absolutely. something
1: in mind. Sure. Let's, let's do it.
0: Okay. Well, I think, um, uh, I guess, with with the changes in in technology, um, I mean, you had mentioned there was, uh, I mean, one thing you didn't mention was, I guess, the effect on, I guess, the the internet, like the internet, and how information is, I guess, much more, well, uh, available. Although, you know, it's it's a bit like the folks who were able to spread, like, the big corporations yes it's even their information they can spread everywhere but for some smaller you know operations maybe like yourself um you know Mm -hmm. it's well it's kind of a free-for-all and therefore since they've got the bigger pockets and and they got more manpower and whatnot they can really do that but um i'm I'm kind of curious you didn't really touch on the internet do do you do i mean what sort of effect do you think the internet has had and um i mean it's a broad question on the shoe industry or fashion industry since you've seen, I guess the changes from the very beginning and any thoughts on that or social media or or whatnot?
1: I would, I would definitely say that the fact that there is uh, so much available to people via the internet, you can go to almost seems like any corner of the world where some kind of fashion exists and, and find something that you want or you're pining for uh, that you you know, maybe can't find locally uh maybe you took a trip sometime in the past and you I don't know, you know went out to the south pacific or something like that i mean there are so many uh, ways to track things down today that never existed obviously until i don't know whenever the advent of uh all those guys tinkering in their so-called garages and basements and things like that so there's probably more information out there than we obviously need um with respect to actual information that is factual who knows mm-hmm. but i mean product you it's it's everywhere uh you know whether it's scarves belts jewelry socks trousers Shirts, uh, sweaters, you name it—it it, you can find it. Um, you know, whether it's quality or not, it's another issue. Uh, I'm sure that there are some vendors out there who are offering some well-made things via internet portals. Uh, I would say probably a good majority of it is probably mid-tier to lower tier things because that's how you have repetitive customers and uh, not everybody can Thanks, kind you. of jump into that uh what is it 3 3% of uh, the you know the, the big spender uh, club so to speak so i would say the internet has definitely given people consumers and also designers uh, great ability to reach Across oceans, across continents, and be able to say, you know, here is what we have. So it, it, it's, I'm sure it's a blessing and a curse, much like the uh, other things with regards to social media. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's good and bad and everything. So it's just a matter of you know being selective and whatnot. But yeah, there's there's some people doing some really incredible things out there that uh, you know, sitting in a little town in the middle of Bucks County, Pennsylvania, you know, you <laughs> may not be able to, uh, to see all that. And, uh, you know, you know, unless you climb onto, uh, you know, one of the search engines. So I, I, think it's, I think it's good in many ways. As I said, uh, there are some pitfalls to, to anything, uh, of that nature scamming and, and things like that. So, uh, you know, getting goods that aren't what they're advertised as, um, Especially when it comes to the some of the used um, slightly used uh, what we would call that uh, the designer items that uh, people are so fond of uh, hawking on the internet so but other than that, I think that there's uh, a lot of nice aspects about how that's all running mm-hmm. uh, for consumers uh, for myself personally i I don't indulge. A lot of that, I keep some information obviously up on my website. Uh, I don't have the, the deep pockets that a lot <laughs> of the big corporate players do, but uh, you know, try to do the best I can. And as I said, I'm a phone call or an email away. So,
0: and I'm usually
1: trying to be pretty good about uh, getting back to people in short order.
0: You, you actually are. I, I find like you're you very responsive, which. I mean, it kind of surprised me because I've seen how you don't really, um, you know, you, you might, it might not be obvious that, you know, well, I mean, like, like you said, your website is, is, um, I mean, it's a website and, uh, it, it doesn't give the impression that like, oh, maybe someone's going to like respond in five minutes, but really you're very responsive and you like, you actually answer the phone where, as opposed to, you know, have it like some answering machine or, you know, when those, um, uh, I don't know what they're called, but like, um, I can't remember what they're called, but you know, when you dial and you have to like press one for English, like mm-hmm. that whole loop. Oh you, yes. All you, you, that.
1: Yeah. You, the you, voice, yes. the voicemail. Hell.
0: You, you're actually like very like, it's like you're literally on the other end. If anyone tries to, you know, use your contact information to, to actually contact you, which um, is really impressive because often it's difficult to get a hold of folks and, and you're quite easy to, to get in touch with.
1: Um, well, but, um, you know, it's, you, you gotta, you gotta do your stuff. And uh, I just try to stay on top of it as best I can. I'm, I'm, I'm probably been accused of being the, the total opposite of what you described by oh, some well. people, but I, I I do try my best to, to keep it fairly tight as far as my timelines of being in touch with people.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I think um, I was going to touch on, you know, uh, the information you even mentioned about the the internet which um you know i guess the internet is kind of like this digital platform and and for some uh, industries uh it's you know it's actually made the actual product more available like i guess you could say music and now you can like digitize music put it in files and you actually like, get the pretty much the the real product digitally and instantly and you can actually you know feel that that real product whereas shoes are a physical product you're not you, you don't get you, I mean, what what you get with the internet is more like the the images or, or content or information. And I mean, one thing I, I you kind of touched on was misinformation, which I, I feel in an industry where the internet has affected, where the, the the actual product isn't digital or can't really be digitized. What the currency um, is is actually just information. And to me, yes, there is a lot of. Mm, questionable information i mean i'm not the expert so i don't know if it's right or wrong but some some things just seem questionable <laughs> and i guess do, do and you they find... are,
1: and and, that, and they and they, they are if it seems that way they they most likely are
0: i'm, I'm curious um ha, ha, have you like encountered folks that um you know think well i mean have you encountered folks that just have been maybe t- too fill a uh, full of misinformation regarding shoes and has that I don't know just kind of like i mean because you've got a lot of real experience so so does that does that um uh, affect I don't know what what effect has that had uh on you if that if you've encountered what
1: uh, you know i I think most of the time people are a little in the dark about footwear. You know, as you say, they might read a blog or two or uh, see something on a thread somewhere uh, and kind of run with it. And uh, as I said, shoes, footwear, and how it relates to your feet and the fit and things are kind of tend to be a little archaic and they're not everybody's going to have their onions together to understand all of that stuff and for good reason. I mean, there's not that many people around who who have the knowledge as they say and consequently you just have to educate people the, uh, in my opinion the more you educate people the more you spend time talking to them and explaining to them what is and what isn't the better off they are and the better off you are even if they don't say oh well uh, you know, it doesn't sound like I need to get custom shoes or anything. so you know it's fine you know it's it's not about missing a sale. It's just about educating, and I think that's part of what is uh, a little lacking about footwear in general. A because it's made in so many places in the world today, and consequently, people just don't understand um, about how things go together. There's, you know, going back to some misinformation, but generally speaking, is is if you give people the right information somehow it'll come back to you in spades so to speak so um i think you know if you do right by them they'll they'll do right by you whether it's uh you know in saying oh i talked to this guy in pennsylvania and he was so knowledgeable blah 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 so it, it but it finally the, the real stuff finally filters out into the public domain and uh, people can, as I said, make more informed choices. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I just waxed a little too long on that answer there no, no. or not, but uh, hope I hope I sort of covered those bases pretty well.
0: No, no, no I, I think um, I think certainly. That, I mean, that's I think one of the um, I guess ho- hopefully the, the the conversations and recordings that we're doing is um, trying to get get that out there. Um, I, I mean, t- for today, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, well. Uh, how much time do you have today?
1: Uh, I have about another twenty minutes,
0: twenty minutes. Oh, okay, cool, because you know I, I did have this kind of like, okay, I want to get your opinion about some you know common areas of disagreement or, or, or topics that, that I hear about. hopefully this this won't be too okay. inflammatory. but you know, it's your opinion. I mean, yet yeah, uh, so I'm kind of curious. Um,
1: you know what they say about opinions.
0: <laughs> that's that's true, but hopefully your opinion weighs a little more. Well, well I mean, I'm, I'm kind of curious where this goes, and and hopefully we'll get some feedback uh, because so far I've put some videos up, which I'll I, I don't I guess I haven't shared the links with you, but I'll, I'll do that, and uh, you know maybe this will pro- provoke some um, folks to respond or share give their feedback and, uh-huh. and whatnot. Um, I mean, we'll we'll start easy. I guess the first thing um, we can talk about is is shoe trees and. What are your thoughts on them? What are they for? Are they important?
1: Uh, What are they? Well, yes, they're important. Uh, I would say if you, I mean, if, you know, if you have a pair of trainers or something like that, it's probably irrelevant, but um, they're obviously, if they're made for the shoe, specifically like in bespoke shoemaking, they help, a uh, wick up moisture uh, from because some people's feet perspire a lot some people's not so much and some people in the middle blah blah blah, whatever it it puts that form back in the shoe to kind of stretch it back to its original shape and keep it from prematurely cracking and wrinkling and things of that nature so if you have a, a proper pair of shoe trees like if they were actually made for the shoes, that's great. If you have to go into sort of a mid-tier, some of the cedar trees, there are some that are better than others. Uh, I don't know. I think you can probably find some of those kinds of things online. But something is better than nothing. I mean, even, even I've told people if you get in a pinch and you're commuting to work and you get caught in a, crappy rainstorm or something like that just then your shoes get wet when you get to your office just take some pieces of newspaper just general paper and just wad them all up and just stuff them in the shoes so it and just kind of let them dry naturally but something as i said is better than nothing and i i the you know, the better they fit to the shoe the Obviously, the better results you're going to have as far as keeping the shape and the longevity of the of the shoes.
0: So, so is moisture. So is moisture. I guess with on the shoe or in the shoe. That's that's a real enemy. I guess it's pretty serious. From what well, it, it can like.
1: be. It can be. I, I mean, as I said, there are some people that have some excessive uh, perspiration issues with their feet. Um, obviously, having good socks helps as well.
0: Sorry about that. Something with a connection today.
1: Hey, we, we, got, we got disconnected somehow. Uh, yep. I don't know. Uh, oh, I was we were talking about uh, perspiration and feet. and yep. But, you know, a, a well-made shoe, a properly made shoe, should have the right kind of materials in it to actually help wick that moisture through the pores and eventually disperse uh, out of the shoe. So, uh, consequently, it's the, the, a good thing to do is to have shoe trees. Use them faithfully as when you can, and if you can't use them, uh, make do with what you got, mm-hmm. you know, close by. So it's, uh, I mean, you know, it if you you got stuck somewhere and your flight gets canceled and you can't get home the same day, and you know, one day here or one day there is not going to be the end of the world but generally speaking, shoe trees are a nice thing to do for your shoes because your feet will thank you for them.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And I mean, oh, one thing you, the one example you gave was kind of the rain. Um, you know, uh, I guess, well, it's weather related, but uh, when, if you've walked in snow, I guess, I mean, I don't know if that should even happen in the first place, but, you know, and I guess... That, that salt or whatever gets on the shoe, mm-hmm. like, what what should you do? Because I guess sometimes you get this, like, white crust or, or whatnot. I, I, I don't, I mean, yes. I don't know. What, what should you do in yeah. the case that, I don't know, you've been in snow well, or, actually, or the stuff that's on your yeah, shoe?
1: Yes. Well, if a shoe gets wet enough, you'll, you'll see the leaching. A lot of people think it's in the rainwater itself, but it's not exactly in the rainwater. And some people think, well, it's, you know, from the... From the salt that the trucks uh, throw out to melt the snow and stuff like that, which has a slight uh, effect on that, but lots of times what it is, it's the the, the salt from the tannage that, that seeps out from the leather when a shoe gets soaking wet like that. So the first thing you should do, if you can do it, is to try to find yourself some white vinegar and wash the shoes down completely not just spot it just do the whole shoe anytime you do anything with a shoe you should just do the whole shoe at once from the back all the way around to the to the other side and um, both shoes so that they dry evenly they they become wet evenly etc so that's the first thing you should do obviously not everybody keeps vinegar in their work desk or uh, you know, maybe they now. keep it, uh, you know, in their, in in their in their drawer with their condiments for making salads and things like that. But generally speaking, um, there those are the kinds of things that you you need to do. Now there are some uh, what they call salt treatments for footwear that you can buy in uh, shoe repair shops or leather care shops and things like that. They're all kind of the same base product so the idea as i said is to try to neutralize the leather and the salts that are leaching out of the leather and do it as soon as humanly possible so that you don't have a permanent stain on the shoe because once that erupts and once that leaches out into the 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 top of the shoe because it comes from the substrate from underneath and um And once it dries on there, it will have, it just gets crusty, as people, I'm sure, are aware of. And then it's almost impossible to remove it. So the darker the shoe, obviously, you can hide a lot of things with it. But Mm. um, yeah, light color shoes, it can really look pretty nasty.
0: Wow. Okay. I, I had never, I mean, not that I really researched it, but white vinegar is the. You should wash your shoes with white vinegar, and uh, that should, mm-hmm. I guess, prevent the, the whole crusting. That's that simple.
1: It, it I, I wouldn't say it will, it will prevent it completely, but it will certainly try to – the idea is try to stop it in its tracks. Okay. So that's why I'm saying, you know, you know, if you got, like, soaking wet shoes and you get to work, it's like, as I said, stuff them with newspapers right away to help suck out that wet that's in there and then as i said try to wipe them down with some something that will neutralize the salts
0: okay so combination of the two kind of like your shoe trees or your newspaper well it helps not, yeah and yeah. and uh okay yeah. interesting so you wipe it like you wipe it down and then do you just let it dry or do you kind of need like put like towels just, on just it. Just let so. it
1: dry room okay. temperature. You don't need to put it near a near mm-hmm. a heater. That's the worst thing you can do because oh, then that okay. it, it, that starts to to dry the leather and then prematurely crack it. So, yeah, everything they tell got yeah, so many stories. Oh, I put them near my heater to dry them out, and well, oh, oh, yeah. See. This, this thing started coming yeah, So wow. no, you just got to let them dry room temperature.
0: Okay, perfect. And, well, this um, is a sort of. So, um, Yeah, stuff. I I hope hopefully it'll help someone. It's getting to that time of year. Um, Cool. Okay. Well, I mean, sorry to interrupt. Um, uh, That's fine. You want to say there?
1: No, no. I just. uh, I mean, you know. I mean,
0: you know, not everybody has the luxury
1: of uh, you know having a personal driver to take them from point A to point B and you know get you two steps from from your (laughs) from your (laughs) office door sort of thing. So yeah. So I'm. But look, it happens to the best of us. So sometimes you just can't avoid it. You know, you go out to to work in a, a you know a nice morning. Then next thing you know, is yep. by the time you're getting ready to go home, it's uh, you get cloud bursts and both, uh, everything else. So mm-hmm. that's, okay. Yeah,
0: uh, I, I guess on on that note, shoe polishing um, necessary or just to make your shoes look nice and. If it is necessary how how frequently should like how do i know it's time to polish my shoes
1: Well yes it is necessary uh it's like anything else uh leather needs to be fed uh replenished uh moisturized etc so how often is a difficult question to qualify or quantify i'm not sure which one of those but i would say you have to just kind of be aware. Uh, And, um, you know, obviously, as I said, you know, you got caught in some really funky weather and you have to go through the process that we just went through. And yes, you're going to need to polish your shoes immediately after everything's dried out and back to somewhat normal. So, I would say, you know, you really is gonna, it's really going to depend on how often you wear them, under what conditions you wear them, how fastidious you are when you put them away for the at the end of the day. Maybe some people just take a uh, you know horsehair brush and just kind of lightly brush them down a little bit, because uh, most of the time those horsehair brushes do retain some of the waxes uh, when you buff them. So. Um, but even just some general um, conditioner kind of like a neutral based conditioner uh, as a as as a midterm sort of a, a mm-hmm. you know cosmetic treatment just to just to feed the leather a little bit uh it's not going to necessarily bring them back to a lustrous shine sort of thing but Generally speaking, as I said, it'll feed the leather and just keep it moist and supple.
0: Okay. Well, I I was going to ask you for what your um, preferred method or steps are, but but I guess before I I get there, um, is it like if you, you know, sometimes your shoes um, seem a little, well, I don't know about your shoes, but at least I'm I'm not the greatest caretaker of mine. But so, so sometimes I've seen like, oh, there's like, maybe it looks a little dry or you know there's like a spot that looks a little uh different like you know it, does, does that mean I've like that's already too late I, I should have like w- when I polish like that's not the indication to polish my shoes it, like I if I'm doing it correctly I should never have those moments because I should be polishing to prevent those or, or or is polishing more like a reactive thing like oh I see something's off or dry or whatever and now I should polish like you. Well, it,
1: is it yeah. I mean, it it can be both. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, accidents happen. You know, pe- people go out to dinner and or go to a function or something like that. Next thing you know, crazy Uncle Ned is uh, t- you know tipping over the salad bowl, and uh, you got <laughs> you know something <laughs> something hits you you know square on the toe of the shoe, sort of thing like that. So yeah, you have to uh, act sooner than later. Um so um, the other part of it is it's just got to be part of normal maintenance, just like when you have to take your car in for an oil change or something like that. So it's just, you know, being aware, that's all. Just know that it's the, the, the shoes are an investment, and in order for them to function properly, they have to be taken care of in order for them to have – the longevity and the comfort that you want. So, uh, that's the best mm, answer okay. I can give you to that.
0: Okay. Well, I, I mean, certainly I think, like you said, it depends. not everyone wears their shoes the same and, um, shoes are different and Correct. shoes can be worn with different frequency, et cetera. So, um, mm-hmm. hopefully I guess with the experience that you, you know, individuals can, can learn, learn like, Oh, you know, probably time or yada, mm-hmm. yada, yada, yeah. but yeah. Um,
1: and, and, that's, and that's generally speaking, if I may, I'm sorry to interrupt, but no, generally no, speaking, yes. that's one thing people do not do. They do not take care of their footwear. They just think, oh, they're leather shoes, are going to last forever, and I don't have to do anything to them. Blah, blah, blah. Yes, you do. You know, if you want something, if you especially if you're making a, a good investment, even if you're not making a not so big investment in your footwear, you have to take care of them. And people just don't seem to want to do that, or if they do do it they they take it to a shoe repair shop and say, "Oh yeah you know, give them a polishing water here but the the you know it's part of wardrobe maintenance, you know whether it be your your you know you take your shirts to the laundromat because you know middle of the summer you know you're perspiring a lot at work or something like and you've got to get them dry cleaned, you get them washed or laundered, whatever same thing with footwear you know but you know it's not, uh, it's not something that you can just put on your feet and just go like a bat out of hell and think that they're just miraculously when you you know put them in the closet the other night that the little shoe shine elves are going to show up and <laughs> um, take care of uh, all these little nicks Nixon- and. Mm-hmm. And uh, dings and things of that nature. So, yeah, people just need to be more aware of uh, their investment and and take the time to do it. But yeah, everybody's in a hurry. Everybody, everybody wants to go boom. You know, Oops. they just want to put them on, lace them up, and go. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, that's that's not a good that's not a good thing, uh, especially if, as I said, you're investing uh, good money in a product or even you know mid tier money. So, um, you know happy shoes or give you happy feet so mm-hmm. and it's also a reflection on the wear too so um <laughs> you know one of the worst things i, I mean i will tell you I, I mean some people in discussions i've had just like sitting someplace having dinner and the conversation comes up about what i do and people say you know one of the worst things i can see you know I, yeah just look at see this guy in this really nice suit coming in and i look down and i look at his shoes and it's like <laughs> oh, mamma mia! It's like, what the heck went wrong here? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, that's just a word to the wise. So, mm. yeah. Well, complete the look.
0: Yes. Well, th- there you have it. I mean, straight from the expert's mouth. So, yeah. Um, I certainly. Yeah. I probably, well, you
1: know, as, I, as I always. The weekend. Yeah. yeah. So I always. I always say shoes should not be an afterthought.
0: There you go. That's no. I Can think getting warmer. <laughs> Fair enough. Yes. I think that's, that's uh, all the reason one might need. Um, okay. Well, um, you know, maybe with the, I, I probably getting close here. I mean, I'm kind of curious, what are your uh, preferred, what's your preferred procedure for um, shoe polishing? And, and where, where does, I guess, waxing come in? So so and, and we'll just say this is like your standard procedure. You don't, there's nothing like crazy wrong with your shoes or anything. Just what would you, what would you suggest as the standard polishing procedure or method
1: oh I might take a a, a light solvent just to kind of uh, you know take any grime or dirt off the sub the, the surface of the shoes and you don't have to have anything like too um, too harsh um, uh, something like a a lot of people will tend to gravitate towards um, acetone. Um, which is pretty strong stuff if you're not careful with it uh, something like a, a naphtha based solvent is usually uh enough uh and just kind of lightly wash it um, you know front to back back to front you know both shoes let them sit for a few minutes and then start your whatever your normal method of polishing is with respect to um some people like creams, some people like to use waxes, some people like to use a combination. I can't say, you know, one's right and one's wrong or whether there's, uh, you know, uh, you know chicken before the egg sort of thing or, um, you know, it's just a matter of getting a good coat on there and working it in. And then, you know, if you're like really hell-bent on having like the full blown patina on the toe and then on the, on the heel part of the shoe. Yeah. Then you can kind of, you know, go crazy after that and just kind of do your, your spit shining and then those kinds of things. Um, there are some products out there. I mean, if you had like some scratches in there, scratch repair, things like that, you know, there's a few, uh, other little, uh, odds and ends that you can do, but you have to be careful and know what you're doing. Um, they involve things like uh, real, real ultra-fine sandpaper, um, uh, and, like emery cloth, those kinds of things. Um, so there are other products. Um, sometimes I don't know whether they're actually sold other than to professionals for, um, you know, filling in uh, cracks or uh, small nicks and things like that, certain types of waxes uh, that could be applied And um, generally speaking, uh, you know, just keeping uh, good quality brushes around, uh, you know, maybe some good old T-shirts that you don't want anymore that you can use for buffing or applying the wax. And um, I mean, usually you can tell, you know, once you get your trees in the shoes and you start the process, um, you know, where you're going to hit your sweet spot with with how everything looks. So... um, yeah, as I like, um, point A to point B to C to, to however many steps you want it to you know, to give you your, your your happy place with your shoe shine and um you know, that's it's not rocket science. That you know, yes there's a little bit of technique here and there, uh, but I think if you're investing well in your footwear, you should probably be pretty much up to snuff on how to uh, manage the shine and the cleaning and the and uh, maybe not so much restoration, but uh, anyway, things like that so as i said on the commercial level or or the the consumer level there's there's only so many things that you that you have to at your disposal on a professional level there's lots of finishes and things like that that just aren't available to the public that um I obviously have at my disposal, but not everybody obviously has that luxury. So, but yeah, you know, I think you know, you 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 go through the process and you kind of get some understanding of of a, of a technique that works for you. And if, it, if it works, that's great.
0: Fair enough. Uh, and sorry, what was the solvent you were talking about in the beginning?
1: The solvent? Oh, uh, Napsta? Naphtha is um it's a solvent actually it's it's basically called dry cleaning fluid. It's uh you know, dry cleaners use it for removing stains in um in fabrics and things like that. Uh, and it's uh it's a very uh, you know it's a clear liquid you usually. I mean you can buy it in hardware stores and um uh, like one uh, of those big big oh, box stores okay. uh like like Lowe's and and those kinds of things. Um, but they're usually found like in the paint section and things like that. So, but that's what it is. It's a, uh, it, it's, it's not, it doesn't have so um, um, uh, all those volatile chemicals in it that um, like acetone does acetone is like pretty harsh stuff. Okay. I mean, yes, you can use acetone, but you've got to be like really, really careful and you got to be in a place where it's pretty well ventilated. But so, uh, but generally speaking, if you've been taking good care of your shoes, you shouldn't have to have anything uh, stronger than a, a, a naphtha okay,
0: um cleaner. That's n-a-p-h-t-h-a. Correct. Oh, okay, NAPSA. and 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 that solvent is just to kind of remove maybe uh, the outer. I guess.
1: Yeah. It'll remove uh, some surface, surface buildup of well, waxes and polishes and everything. And it's just, you know, it's, it's fairly, um, fairly mild. Um, you know, if you have a pigmented finish on your shoe, there's a possibility it could take the color out because that's a big thing, you know, to get factories to keep from spending a lot of money on, um, good box calf and things like that, that they'll just take a, a, a what they call a corrected, Leather and just spray color on it to give it whatever mm-hmm. burgundy shade they're making or black shade, you know so but generally speaking, naphtha is, is a good product, and um I don't know what other names it might come under, but I mean there might be something on the on the shoe repair market that is kind of like that i I think ceph here might make some type of that product that you can get for for um for sale. Um, maybe it's the red mat. I think maybe is what it is. But uh, yeah, so something like that to to break down, uh, as I said, any any wax buildup or crud or anything that's on the shoe. I mean, I sometimes see. I, you know, just tell people to just kind of, when you put your shoe trees in, if, if the shoes are like really muddy or something like that. I mean, literally just um, take them near a sink or something like that and just get like a soft bristle brush and just work up some suds with a regular old bar of soap and just scrub the whole shoe from mm-hmm. start at the back seam and come all the way around just to get to get crud off of the shoe if it if you said you know some people you know you go out to a, a wedding reception that's out on the lawn or something like that and it's rained the day before and the next thing you know you've got you know mm-hmm. standing in a half inch of water uh, unbeknownst because you've been hitting the punch bowl a little too hot, too often. So, um, so yeah, so there, there's ways of of cleaning shoes that you don't have to ruin the finish on them. So it's just, as I said, sometimes less is more.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. I think you probably mentioned this uh, solvent to me, I think because when I wasn't using it, I was getting this sort of patina, which I guess some of you will like or whatnot, but, um, you mentioned, I guess, this um, you know, darker color was kind of was probably just excess uh, wax or polish that I would never cleaned off because I I guess I never used solvent before, um, so it was just kind of building up on the shoe and getting this uh, darker patina.
1: It will, color yeah, it will, yeah. So you, you you do need to break that down. Uh, so, but you don't have to get down to the substrate either. So. It's, it's as I said. Sometimes, most of the time, less is more. But you know, you'll you'll get you'll you'll see like especially on a black shoe, a dark color shoe, you'll you'll see you know when you use a a, a rag with a solvent on it, you, you're pulling off some of that those, that top layer of, of stuff. So, mm-hmm.
0: okay. Well, mm. is this about? Uh, That's about it's
1: up? about it's about quitting time.
0: Okay. Well, there's always the next episode, so hopefully we'll get Isn't some. That
1: always that. Yes. yes.
0: Hopefully we'll be able to turn this folks. into a
1: mini-series and fill yes, it to Netflix Precisely, I don't
0: know. Precisely. Um, yeah, but I appreciate you um, you know, chiming in or, or having the doing the whole um, song and dance with me today. So um, I guess until next time.
1: Until next time, I'm thinking maybe uh, Friday we'll talk in the morning and see how day's going and see if sure. we can hook up.
0: Sure. Okay. We'll and I'll send you some, uh, these um, the show so you can kind of listen. In okay. Great. It
1: Thanks, Philip. I appreciate it.
0: Will do. All right. Thanks, Perry. Okay. I'll have talk nice to you weekend.
1: soon. Bye bye. All right. Bye.